Homer Simpson, for your continuing and baffling desecration of our beloved sacred parchment. You are hereby banished from the stonecutters forever, and as a final humiliation, you must walk home naked, dragging behind you the stone of shame. The mark. Oh, that. It's just a birthmark, and I'll thank you not to stare. He's the chosen one. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by popculture.com.au. I am Dando. I am still Mitch. Still Mitch? Why still Mitch? I listened back to a couple of the uh, podcasts of recent times. I was like, geez, I really do say that the same every time. And maybe I should just mix it up a tiny bit by throwing in a new word or two. I tried to say Dando a little differently each time. I am Dando. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I am Dando. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to review... One of your favourite episodes of all time. It is one of my favourite of all time. Fantastic episode, Homer the Great. um, Oh, you know, I'm so torn because I've got such a great story behind this episode, but it's in the book, so I'm like, I can't... Yeah, don't don't reveal it. I can't bury the... uh, Not bury the lead, but whatever it is, I can't spoil it here. Like, I've got to... You guys just you have did, to know. You teased it last week. I did. About your nan. This, That's all you said. Yeah, it's about my nan, but it's the single favourite thing that I have written, not even just in this book, but ever. Like, of all of my writing, of all of the things that I've ever done, this is the thing that I think is that I've done the best. Would you agree? Like, you read a lot of what I wrote. Yeah, it's the story that I related to the most. Well, it made me go, oh. Yeah. Know, like, it's where the real Mitch came out. Yeah. Who would have thought that in a book reviewing TV shows, you would get a bit where you're like, oh. I know, right? But not about the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Should um, I go get the book? Do we want to hold the book in our hand while we're talking about it? Nah, no. <laughs> How exciting was it yesterday? Get, in the, the, get it in the mail. I, I got, it was really great. And I took I, the package out of the letterbox and went, I did, what have I ordered recently? I saw I'd been waiting. Went, oh. And I'd had cricket training, so I didn't actually see your message to say that it had arrived. So oh. I discovered it of my own accord just by opening the mail. I'm like, oh my God, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost like open scared it up, to open bills. it. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me. But I then you, underneath the bills was the book. I sent you the um, the message saying, books arrived. I got no reply for hours. I thought, yeah. hey, he's probably cricket training. And then you just sent me back a picture of the um, of it in the wrapping. Of the envelope, yeah. And I thought, has he not seen my message yet? No, I hadn't. <laughs> I was too excited to even read what was in my phone uh, before okay. I sent it out. It's, and the book is exactly how I hoped. It's just better. It's, it's so great. Well, actually, no, it's exactly as I hoped. It's better yeah. than I expected. It just reminded me how much work we put into it, and it's just paid off. Mm. It's great. Yeah. I love that it's now real to so many people. Like, I've, sh- I've yeah. posted, we've had this book, like, we've got a book deal, we've done this, we've done that, and it's got ripples of interest on social media. Posting the actual photo of the book, hundreds of yes. people. People that I haven't spoken to in a really, really long time. Um, like, shit, that's, uh, that's someone actually, like, that's, that's oh, a book, it's published. Sh- people that I haven't spoken to in five or six years are popping up. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I was even friends with that person. <laughs> exactly right. But yeah, it's available now for pre-order on Amazon, but uh, Booktopia over in Australia got it on pre-order for $25, I believe. Uh, yes, I believe. 
I, b- I believe that is correct. But there, um, you can go to any bookstore. Just pop into bookstores yeah. and order it. Uh, and we'll be selling some copies at various events coming up with... Uh, well, obviously, we'll be signing them if you're yeah. buying them from us at the events as well. If you're coming to the Worlds Are Colliding Seinfeld slash Simpsons trivia that we will be co-hosting with our friend Nick from Seinfeld's Best Bits on November 2nd at the Spotted Mallard in Melbourne, we will be there selling copies and we will sign them for you if you wish for us to sign it for you. Hmm. Have you been practicing your autograph still? Have you got it down, I have, down pat? Yeah. You've got it? You've decided on what you want? I've decided on what I want. I've just got to do it a few more do, times. Got a, to, I haven't got a pen in the order. Sign show. my book for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if I screw it up? <laughs> I'm not at that point Practice. yet. Um, home of the Great. Well, before I get into Home of the Great, well, I want to tell great. a quick story. Okay. Um, About, I'm oh, not the one from the book. No, not from okay, the book. Okay. So, okay. this is just something that happened in my day the other day. Our listeners from last week will remember that I was very sick with the flu. And we were down to three people out of eight at work today. Yeah, right. Geelong's been destroyed mm. by bugs yep. and flu. Uh, but I was having one of those days where I was feeling like shit and people just kept making those little daily jokes. Oh, the joke. You mentioned this last week. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's a West Wing episode where they talk about the virtues of a proportionate response. And it's that thing where one country attacks another country, like maybe they hit a radar station or something like that. So you attack them back and you hit a fuel dump and it's a proportionate response. They did that, so we do this. It's kind of like a fine. Mm. Um, so a proportionate response to those sorts of normal, annoying, not annoying, but like daily jokes that aren't really funny might be, haha, yeah, well done. Move on with your day. Yeah. I went full disproportionate response on someone because they caught me at a bad time. So, so what was the joke? Well... I'll explain why I was in the mood first. Okay. So, as I said, I was already sick. I was having a lunch break. I was sitting in an alfresco area just on my own. There's like five or six empty tables. It was just, I just wanted to be alone for half an hour. And then a customer of my work walked past, spotted the uniform and went, huh, get back to work. And I go, huh, yeah. And then five <laughs> minutes later, he walks by again. He's gone, no need. I was like, don't worry, there's no one in there. You can have the afternoon off. Tell the boss I said go home. <laughs> and again, to that guy, I customer of ours, so I kept it professional, laughed. I then walked across the street. I grabbed a coffee for myself and a coffee for a colleague who'd asked if I could grab one while I was out. On the way back, a construction worker spotted me walking on my own with two coffees, said, oh, no, that's all right. No coffee for me, thanks. Now, proportionate response would have been a final ha 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 and move on my day i came out with the second one's for your wife <laughs> it just <laughs> fell out <laughs> and then did you run <laughs> fortunately fortunately with construction workers often they're quite sexist was he uh, so well he was tall but um, was he like on a, on a like a no 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 ground floor same level as me oh um but yeah so <laughs> second one's for your wife to which, thank Christ, rather than hitting me in the head, he responded with, probably would be. She is a slut. So <laughs> That's what he said to me on the street. Jesus. <laughs> I went, all right, well, I've discovered some things about you and I've not been punched. And what's her number? Win for me. <laughs> Did you panic a little bit though when you said it? Did you think? Oh, yeah, I didn't think about it. It was just the... the Did the, you start walking faster? The cold and like, flu tablet shit. state that I was in that it just fell out. And even as I was saying it, I had enough sense about me to have this out-of-body experience no. where I was I was watching myself say these words, going, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? Stop. Stop. <laughs> but anyway, it worked that well. All's well that ends well. Yes. So now, Homer the Great. Mm-hmm. I'll let you kick things off because you, you love this episode. What, did what? You like, what do you like about it so much? <laughs> Besides the story from the book. Okay. So, well, I, one thing that I can 
share here that I do touch on in the book is that I'm a big fan of stories about secret societies and little cults and um, like Shaun of the De- uh, not Shaun of the Dead Hot Fuzz Hot Fuzz has got that yeah. little like the small town having its little you know hoods and robes and all that sort of thing it's just got that intrigue and Sherlock Holmes has it a lot where there's always like these shadow groups operating and making all the decisions for you and that's sort eyes of thing. wide shut <laughs> yes eyes wide shut less orgies in <laughs> in Home of the Great thank God well we don't see them anyway uh, are there any women stone cutters it's all men they have to be yeah well. Just saying that... A whole different episode now, isn't it? it well, yeah, it takes a turn <laughs> if you if you remove all of the women from Eyes Wide Shut. But so there's that element to it. And then there's the fact that the whole central concept is so hilarious. That it's this secret society that everyone except Homer is a member of is brilliant. So you start with this great premise and then it's just really, really funny from start to finish. Mm. It's got Homer in like my favourite blends of Homer where... I've got him my favourite type of Homer. Yeah, he's not retarded... He's stupid and he's ignorant, but then he also has these genius schemes. Like yeah. the the paint tin to be able to stalk Lenny and Carl is a really clever thing yeah. that he's done. And like it's it shows us a, a lot of paint in that tin though. <laughs> yeah, well you get a small enough yeah. pinprick. Um but like that shows a lot of ingenuity. And then but by the same token, like he's smart enough to be able to crawl straight up. after the to stalk <laughs> Lenny and Carl. Yeah. Um I was going to say he shows enough like James Bond-like skill to get up on the roof, yep. but not enough smarts to realise that the glass is about to break. He's also quite caring in this episode. He, he tries, mm. he turns them t- to good. Oh, the stone cutters. Yeah. Yes, yeah, definitely. I suppose it's Lisa's influence, but still, he mm. just he chooses to listen to what she says and does the right thing. It's just but not about the Ides of March. And they, yeah, and they, but where are the Ides of March? No, but they um they don't want to hear it. They do they. No, well, they've got their own sweet little thing going yeah, on. They've changed. It's not like religion. They've changed the Bible to suit themselves because they're like, well, yeah. he's a, he's supposedly the chosen one, but we don't like this guy, so we're just mm. going to change who we are. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite moment from the episode: Stone of Shame, Stone of Triumph. Okay. I can't go past the. It's the delivery from Patrick Stewart that's so goddamn good. Um, just play it. You are the chosen one whom the sacred parchment prophesied would lead us to glory. Now to the top of Mount Springfield for the coronation. Remove the stone of shame. Woohoo! Attach the stone of triumph. Oh. Perfect. It's yeah. so brilliant. Every time I every single time I watch that, I laugh. But I say it say along with him as I'm laughing. I must say Patrick Stewart was fantastic. So I good. I forgot how great he was. Yeah. In this. And he's even said in interviews that this is one of his favourite performances he's ever done. Really? Yeah. Okay. Besides Star Trek, I guess. Mm. That's what he's mostly known for. Maybe more modern audiences. Star Trek and memes. uh, uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, visual there for the audience. I just put my hand in my head. The um, X-Men. People know from the X-Men films as well now. My favourite moment isn't a piece of dialogue. Mm. I always try and pick the part that made me laugh out loud the most. I don't know why this made me laugh out loud the most, but when Skinner is saying your father wants to talk to you for a minute and as Homer walks in, the way he just quickly bows down to him, <laughs> just the visual of it just bows. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also love lo- that. I love the power Homer has. I love the really drunken eyes in Homer uh, in Homer's painting. Yes. Like they've got him all majestic on that rock but he still looks kind of woozy and then you're like, what's going on with this? And then you get the pullback to find out that he's on the couch. Yes, on the couch, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, alternate title, you've got a perler. Yes. So, it's not just all mine. So, I said to the guy... Let's try and come up with something, right? He's from Star Trek, uh, Patrick Stewart. Think, mm. Let's think of something Star Trek. What's, what's Patrick Stewart say? Make it so. And then goes, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I've got it. And I'm like, well, I know what it is, but I'll let you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Make it dough. Good. 
Really hard to top. Um, you know, I embarrassingly came up with the joy of sect and then realized that they'd already done oh, that yeah, later on, have, yeah. which sucked. Leader beans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got nothing. I, uh, I stole paddles. I stole from them myself. Um, maybe something Steve Gutenberg. That was, that was the other thing we could do. <laughs> no, I'll be leaving Gutenberg <laughs> out of it. Because um, I was trying to think of a name. I couldn't find any movies that were about Freemasonry. No. Not enough anyway. No. Um, da Vinci no. Code was about that, wasn't it? Was it? Who? Da Vinci Code was that about Freemasonry? Is that the Freemasons? Um, no, that's the Illuminati. Illuminati. Okay, yeah. Um, oh. You've done that thing where like, you, like the once you've thrown one at me that was that good, it's hard to think of anything else over, <laughs> that comes over the top of it. Doesn't matter. And once I've realised that I cheated on mine and it leaves me feeling very small and insecure <laughs> about myself. <laughs> Moving on swiftly then. Do you want to get into some trivia? That's where you always trump me. Please do. Yeah, okay, you kick things you off. You are not then. answering the first question that I have written down. <laughs> well, here. ask it to me now. Just then. straight up. It's not going to be done. <laughs> uh, what cards make up the royal sampler? There was a king. There was a king. Do I have to say the suit? Preferably. <laughs> Heart. There's a king of diamonds. King of diamonds. Uh, there was a nine. No. There was a jack. No. There was a two. There was a two. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ten of hearts, uh, queen of diamonds, six of diamonds, king of diamonds, two of hearts. And you find extremely... Thank you, Frankie Yak. You will find extremely difficult trivia like that in our book, Homer's Odyssey, available now for pre-order. There's actually more questions in the book than I realised. There's over 100 questions. Yeah, 140. 130-ish, yeah. 140, exactly and 140. And they're really difficult. Like they they're, are. They're like, the well, Simpsons it's advertised though. as being the ultimate trivia. This Because so often you say that... You know, 98% of Simpsons fans won't be able to get 10 out of 10. And it's like, what is Moe's name? Yeah. <laughs> but this, this is legitimate. Like, if you are the sort of person that has aced every Simpsons quiz ever. You won't be able to answer all these. You just won't be no. able to. And if you are, then, I don't know. Um, I think I made it too difficult because I went back and read it and went, I don't know the answer to this. <laughs> no, I, I knew fuck all of them. Yeah. But, I mean, That's like I said, though. I was happy. Well... I figured in book form, at the very least, if you don't know it, then part of the fun is flicking to the end and finding yes. out that answer and going, yep. ah. Yeah, yeah. So, my first trivia question is, what is the name of the plumbing company? Uh, so, leaks a lot. Stern Lecture Plumbing. Stern. I think that's the tagline was something like, I told you not to flush that or something. Yeah, okay. I've never copped a lecture from a plumber. Plumber, no. I can't say... Actually- Stern Lecture Dentistry, I think, is... Probably more apt. Mm. Anyway. My, my dad's quite good at plumbing, so I've never had to actually order one. Yeah, right. I've had a lecture from my dad, though. That's lucky. <laughs> Where did Homer get his chair from? His work chair. Econosave. Econosave. Econosave, yes. yeah. Name what's on Homer's list. What, all of it? Yes. Billy Crystal's on there. Billy Crystal's on there, yeah. Uh, this was. There's a really... The boy. One of, this is actually one of my favourite moments, and it's purely because it's a great throwback, but you won't see it unless you freeze frame. Okay. One of the... So, we've got... I'll leave it to the last. So, there's Bill of Rights... Grandpa spelt as rights. Grandpa spelt as grandpa, not grandpa. Okay. Yep. Fat free lard, gravity, Emmys, Darwin. Randomly Darwin. Homer not a fan of evolutionary theory, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Billy Crystal, God, Solar Flex, uh, the boy, Stern Lecture Plumbing. Now this one, the H two Wo. How great is that as a throwback? H two Wo. H two Wo. The yeah, slide. Right. Wow. That's awesome, isn't it? Wow. Fair enough too, though. Yeah. How is? I'd like to know how he's going to kill the slide, but still. <laughs> but how awesome is that? Yeah, I love that throwback. That is really good. Which Homer got in first to the No Homers Club? Oh, I was gonna. I, I listened to his name and I couldn't spell it. Oh, but yeah, I, I Glumplet. Yeah, Homer Glumplet. Glumplet. Okay. <laughs> Great laugh too. Now, what are the rules to become a stonecutter? To be eligible. 
either your do you have to you have to save a stonecutter's life or your father has to be, be the son of a stonecutter. Yeah. Be the son of a stonecutter. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um which number stonecutter is Mr. Burns? I mean it's either is it twenty nine? Yes, it is. <sighs> yes. Bravo. <laughs> Patience, Monty, climb the ladder. <laughs> What cards does Grandpa have in his wallet when he's finding trying to find a stone cutter one? Oh. I'm a this, I'm a that. Is he a Nazi <laughs> or a communist uh, or something? He's a communist. So he's Elk Mason, communist president of the Gay and Lesbian Alliance. Hey, good for you, Abe. Hmm. Vote yes. Yes. Okay, my final questions are best answered in a run. Who controls the British uh, British Crown? We do. Who who keeps the metric system down? <laughs> they do. <laughs> Uh, what number Stonecutter was Homer given before becoming number one or the chosen one? Is it in the 80s? Uh, it's in the 900s. <laughs> Is it in the 980s? Yes, no, it's 908. <laughs> 908, okay. And cool. finally, how many stories is the Stonecutter's meeting place? Because Homer falls oh, from the floor. Uh, six? Well, see, he, he, he fought the, when he hits the bottom, it's so there's... That's the ground level. Yeah. So it's five stories high, technically. But well, it's, technically it's not high because I think he's falling into the ground, isn't he? Like I, well, it's, it's, he's hitting oh, wood. Well, I guess he's hitting he's up wood. The top. Yeah. He, he falls onto wood and he goes. See, it's weird because they walk in at ground level and he climbs up so onto that basement. Well, he climbs up onto that dome and there's no levels in between and that's the roof. So I, I'd always presumed he was falling through basement levels. Yeah. Okay. But, but five, in any case, he, he, five, five times. How many levels? Yeah. 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 So <clears> five was that? Five was yes. The yeah. Yeah. Okay. Five or six. Uh, so, a few facts about the episode before the review. David Merkin came up with the idea whilst driving home from a rewrite early in the morning. And he was listening to a religious radio station where they were talking about Freemasonry. So, he okay. came up for it. But he didn't have time to write the episode. So, he handballed it to John Swartzwater, mm-hmm. who I think did an amazing job. The song We Do was not included in the original script, which I was shocked to read. Yeah. Was this Matt Groening's uh, edition? Yes. Yeah. So, Matt Groening isn't just a pretty face. Yeah. We've said that a couple of times. Every now and then he throws something in. Well, he wrote Colonel Homer. Fantastic episode, yeah. which I reviewed in the book as well. Yeah. As much as he did not write We Do, that was still a writer's room creation. Yes, that was. But he must have obviously just said, well, they need a song. Yeah, it needs something. And it's yeah. it's your favourite song, is it not? You gave it your top... You gave it number one when we did the top ten songs. I did, yeah. Like, it's just... A, any song... The way, what, what, this is any you song you where you hold... So fucking... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any song where you hold a beer and you get to... Swish your arm from it's side to side. It's song, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's very close, but it's got a little bit more power to it. But yes. Yeah. How great would you feel if you were a member of the Stonecutters and you walked into that room and it's like, Wednesday nights, we sing the song. Everyone just wants to be there for a good time. Yeah. Get drunk, play ping pong. Yeah. Just sing songs. Walk out great. drunk on power as much as yes. alcohol. Yeah. Or mead. I feel like they might be drinking a homebrew of some kind. Yeah, I'd say so. But who, who do you reckon would be the best home brewer in Springfield? Yeah, but... Mm. If it's got the intelligence to be yeah. able to do it well, he'd have a basic understanding of chemistry. Lenny, maybe. I reckon Lenny... Because Lenny's an alcoholic as Lenny well. Lenny would do a good moonshine, but I don't think he's going to care as much about the overall quality. Yeah, true. Hibbert's going to have an artisanal approach. Yeah. Whereas Lenny's just throwing um, meth into... <laughs> not meth. <laughs> methylated spirits yes. into a beaker and adding some water. <laughs> going, here's me vodka. This will do. Barney likes it. That's all that matters. The original air date was January 8th, 1995. Chalkboard gag adding, just kidding, doesn't make it okay to insult the principal. And the couch gag was the living room is modelled after MC, is it Escher's? MC Escher, yes. MC Escher's, yeah, he's relatively, which is all the uh, the stairways going into one. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, we asked on Twitter, 
We did. At in, Four Finger Pod, follow us, please. In celebration of Homer of the Great, we've asked people, what are they great at? Mm. At Harrison R. Fox. He's, does, he's always reliable for a response. Yeah, he's straight on it. He does a great Kermit the Frog impression. Harrison, Ooh, you need to prove please this. Please record it and send it in. What can he say, though? What can be his. Kermit I'd the, like Kermit to hear frog. him doing Kermit the Frog doing Hurt. Because <laughs> that's my favorite Kermit. Like, <laughs> I hurt myself today. When he's masturbating. <laughs> Just over Miss Piggy. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's, that's, that's when the du- that haunted like my childhood was ruined after I saw that. <laughs> I want to hear him what, what, sing We Do as Kermit. Oh, that'd be great. Yes, yeah. sing We Do if you're as Kermit. So great, the you need to sing We Do. And yeah. we will get that on next week's episode. Um Wow, this is new. At flip flopping toe. What? Whacking my snake, if you know what I mean. I certainly do. I think it means he has a snake in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> And he killed Leave the snake alone. Did he, nothing to you. He killed it before it got into the back fence. Um, Mike Chorus claims to be great at telling the difference between Pepsi and Coke. I can, especially All, Diet Coke. Ugh. He's also very good at telling the difference between butter and I can't believe it's not you butter. You can't. <laughs> no one can. At S Gordon uh, underscore V eighty seven. That's a really painful Twitter handle, Steve. Anyway, uh, many things, but he was great at watching this episode on uh, VHS back in nineteen ninety seven. At well, that's another one that's difficult to actually read out loud. So, Jimmy Fabian, I'm great at being modest. <laughs> and while she was looking for another answer, I just realized that I have a stonecutter's ring right here and I just put it on just purely for this episode. Ah, yeah, nice. See, that's much better than mine. <laughs> I bought one that was, like, I bought us one each from yeah. Etsy that was very cheap. That one looks like it carries some weight. Yes, it could, does. Yeah. And it looks like it could legitimately. It's numbered. It's, it's ah. number, number six. Oh, this man, at Jay Collinson 91 wins Twitter for the week. I'm great at words. I have the best words. I own the best words. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> what well a Jake. Uh, uh, I like coming should we have, Should we start doing a contest where we give out a prize to the best Twitter response of the week? Maybe. We'll think about that. Our friends of pop culture are willing to donate heaps of Simpsons ships. It might, it might not be the best prize, but it's a prize. It's a prize. We have prizes. We have many prizes. Big prizes. Great prizes. Better prizes, prizes than the other podcasts. Yes. <laughs> so the episode kicks off with the basements all flooded and the Stone Lecture Plumbing has come to, you'd think, save the day, but he's just not any help at all. No. Deliberately so. Yes. Like, wow. What's the time frame to get it fixed? few weeks, isn't few, it? Is it like a few weeks if I order it today? And which I won't. Which I won't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> what do you suggest? Put a pan down there. Yeah. I love... This is like my first moment of Homer. Because <laughs> he's so earnest in trying. Yeah. Oh, it didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> what I liked here was the... Oh, I've got another call. It just says low battery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Homer is then stuck in traffic. It's pretty much just setting up how... Homer's life is shit at the moment and he has yeah. he got the perks that everyone else has that he knows. Yeah. Carl. What they what they go to work at here, and this is part of why secret societies work so well, everyone has bad days and bad lives. <laughs> bad lives. <laughs> all you all have bad lives, don't, but everyone has bad days and we days where you like... You might spend like two minutes extra in the car, but it feels like forever. Yeah, but days where you feel like you've got every red and you're like, ah. Yeah. Having a secret society to blame gives you a target for that anger. And in this case, for Homer, it actually gives him a kind of key to a better world, one that he never knew existed. It's, it's how I felt when I bought the fast passes at the theme park. No oh, more, yeah, No right. more lining up no with more the lines. schmoes. Yeah. yeah, 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 with the schmoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, an interesting thing that I read about lines today 
Just lions. Lines. Lining lines. up okay, for things. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the people have actually spent, like, you know, however many decades studying this thing, that you are... You are psychologically going to be happier with one long snaking line than you will be with five individual lines when you come up to counters. So, like, think of the airport where you've got five check-in counters, five individual lines. Trying to get into the football. Yeah, that'll do it. Individual lines will infuriate people. One long snaking line, everyone feels is a much fairer system. It moves moves more. I know it wouldn't, would it? No, overall it moves the same, but but, but, the, but the, it's more that everyone's just going one at a time. First person in is the first person served, whereas yeah. with the individual lines, you see one moving a little bit faster at than the super, you. At the supermarket, yeah. picking which aisle, uh, which yeah. checkout you want to use. Yeah, you're like, yeah. that one's going faster, that's fucked. Yeah, so yeah. that's why you see so... M- <laughs> that's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so you see so much uh, so much more often in life, and I've I'd noticed it creeping in, and I just thought it was a design feature, but that is genuinely to try and keep people happier while they're lining up are you with a, the schmoes. Are you a checkout person with a checkout girl or do you go self-serve these days depends on the Nicola number. drives me insane she'll have so much fucking shopping and she'll still go through self-serve no I will not self-serve like, no everyone I hate people that do this Nicola. if I can't hold it in my hands I'm not a self-serve if it can't guy. fit in a basket I'll move a ba- if it doesn't fit in a basket for yeah me. yeah baskets typically where I draw the line unless it's a basket with a lot of vegetables but Nicola will take three baskets I prefer to self-serve if I can swipe everything Nicola was going to take try and take a trolley through once, and I oh. went, Nicola, you are not taking a fucking trolley. No, through I saw the someone do that once, and you just get in the way. Frankly, I wanted to steal their stuff to teach them a lesson. <laughs> just stand on it. Yeah, <laughs> there are professionals here. Yeah, these people are trained bag ears. <laughs> bag ears. Well, I want to know when you are at the self serve and you got the basket, mm-hmm. are you a leave the basket at the checkout kind of person, or I'm going to put it back where it belongs kind of person? Uh depends on the layout of the supermarket. Sometimes you've actually got a really convenient spot under the checkout to be able to, like a little basket slot. So if I've got that slot there, I'll put it there. Um, I'll tell you this, I will walk a trolley back to the... Always. um, Trolley base. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's reckless to leave it in the car park. I mean, yeah, we're all heroes in a way, but I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that we're making the world a better place one trolley at a time. This is coming from someone who... This is when I first got... 2000 and... Nine-ish mm. When I first got my car Parked at the Belmont Kmart And the, the, the car park's on a bit of a hill And this guy just left his trolley behind, Next to his car And the trolley just rolled straight down I watched it roll straight down Into my car Because he didn't bother Taking it back to the bay so that's why If I that man today is listening Fuck you So that's why I always take it back Because I, saw like, a- I don't want anyone else To experience what I experienced I, was just, I couldn't stop it It was right down the other end I'm like that's gonna Fucking hit my car Yeah I saw a really good Trolley protest today Trolley um, protest uh, at Westfield oh, Trolley in, boys Westfield in Geelong One of the I'm not sure which But one of the stores Has introduced the trolleys With those like Proximity locks So you If you get too far away From the building There's a clamp That actually turns on the lock And a security guard Has to come along With a RF code or like some form of you know frequency scanner yeah, yeah. and actually unlock the lock that way yeah. so someone's tried to push their trolley away it's locked on them they've then in protest they've in a huff taken their stuff out they've disappeared in the car i then see them come back with another trolley push it to where they were in the footpath until it locked and lined it up right <laughs> next to the other one they did that with like four more and then stacked a couple on top of it and made a trolley pyramid <laughs> blocking the footpath <laughs> Just out of anger of the fact that they couldn't get the trolley all the way to their car. They did that at Karai Village because people were stealing trolleys. Yeah. Because apparently trolleys are an important everyday yeah. item. Especially when you're a 14-year-old and you want to push your mates around. Mm. You ever in, do that when you're someone kid? else's car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So getting back to the episode and Homer's stuck in traffic as we mentioned and the reason he's stuck in traffic because he turns on the 
the is it not the weather guy. What's Radio, Arnie, like? Arnie Pie, the guy in the sky. But what was, what was he referred to him as? The traffic guy. The traffic guy, okay. And he's the reason that the traffic's been held yep. up because he's crashed his helicopter. A good, another <laughs> Far good, as the eye can see. Another good pullback and reveal. There's a few of them in this episode where you start in a close-up pullback and then you understand. The couch, the painting yes, on the couch. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homer then parks his car near his house. This is a very Swartzwalder gag. Very Conan O'Brien yeah. kind of gag, maybe. Drives for all that time to then park in the backyard. Yep, yep, yep. But Homer's response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great acting. I know, what would that be in the script? What would that have said? Murmurs or something like yeah, that? Just, yeah, just... Dismissive murmur. <laughs> I don't think you could act that without doing the action as well. It'd be, no, yeah, you definitely got to put it, it just in gets there. It in, yeah, gets into it. Lenny and Carl, however, have really close car parks. But they can't tell him why. Mm. Because what is it? It's a secret. <laughs> shut up. This, that's one of the most iconic gags of the show, I think. That it's a secret, shut up. Well, it's planted so well. Yeah. And done so many times. When you, when you hear it's a secret, you immediately go, shut, shut up. It's just a natural As response Homer now. Does. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that, that, <laughs> when it gets to it, that camera move of like... Carl's eyes. At, it. Lenny, it's a secret. <laughs> looks at, The camera pans over. Homer looks at Carl, sees that he's eating. Back to no, Lenny. Drinking, drinking. Drinking, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, back to Lenny. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Homer goes to sit in his chair, but his chair's shit. Can I save? Is it a Kono save? Kono save. Kono save, and it collapses. And he puts it to the list, as we mentioned. It also includes the H2O. Lenny and Carl have good seats, though. The nice vibrating mm. chairs. Really good-looking chairs. Yeah. Really comfortable. Increase the sperm count. <laughs> yes, that's true. Never see that chair again after that episode, unfortunately. Maybe Homer Never again? Is it, it never in a basement or something like that? I can't recall. Okay. Possibly. Uh, they again we get the shut up gag. Lenny then uses his stonecutter's ring, much like this one here, to get mm-hmm. a free drink out of the vending machine. Free buzz collar. Yes, and Homer has to pay though. Mm. Although he doesn't notice that they get it for free. No, 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 no. But it's just the audience sees it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the first time we actually get a glimpse at the at the symbol as well. The fact that there's a ring. Yeah, yeah. that there's something to it. Yeah, there's a reason. It's uh, weird that this iconic secret society would have their. I mean, for that ring to work, then an imprint of that logo needs to be on the vending machine. Is it really that secret though? It seems every male in Springfield is part of it, except for Homer. Yeah. Well, it used to be a secret. It was a real <laughs> nice secret club we had once. Hey, you guys want to go bowling tonight? Nah, we're busy. Yeah, we got uh, things to do. Like what? Uh, it's a secret. Shut up. Family then having dinner, and Homer is outraged that Lenny and Carl won't include him in their stupid club for jerks. Yeah. <laughs> Show up to Marge just said, you're a nice guy. Marge and demands, or Homer says, I'm going to go stalk. See, see, stalk them tonight and see what they're doing Marge well, says, don't stalk yeah, people don't stalk it's so illegal yes it's so illegal such a Marge line Homer accidentally though reveals it okay have it your own way Marge I'll be back in a minute I'm going outside to stalk Lenny and Carl stalk I just love that the, yeah. the way they draw his face the stalk <laughs> Lenny and Carl He doesn't realise He's actually saying it He thinks yeah. he's Coming up with something different It's amazing It's uh, it's, the, it's the Duff Brewery All dunk. over again But <laughs> Delivered so It's the same joke Delivered differently Yeah Which I love I'm trying to think of something else But nope That word's coming out And yep. I can't stop it <laughs> <laughs> Then we get What as you said At the start of the podcast The yellow drip road Which is a really clever way Of following them Yeah yeah, yeah, like, and I yeah, love. Um, the thing is, though, he didn't even need to do it because he just follows behind him anyway. He tailgates him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's two meters away from him. Yeah, yeah. I love the the prancing out of the bushes and then Homer's leap. That's a really heroic leap behind yeah. the house. Yeah. Just, whoa. What I do like though is when he gets there, he goes to walk in, and the security guard just steps in front. <laughs> Round we go. <laughs> like a U-turn. It's uh, Grandpa walking into the brothel. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Burlesque cow. Sorry, not brothel. The what? What do you call it? 
I called it a brothel. It was a burlesque house. Slash brothel. I don't know that then that's... Oh, well, actually, yes, they were. Yeah, it was a brothel. Yeah, it just occurred to me. Yes. <laughs> it's been a while since I've... Hey, you did me twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I've watched that episode, and I just realised that all these years I've been seeing it through the prism of, like, children's innocent eyes. Yeah. Of... No, it's straight up... Of just thinking brothel. that it was, like, an entertainment place. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what Bart thinks it is. Hmm. I did like here, as Lenny's walking in, it's our secret meeting place. He actually calls it the secret meeting yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homer then gets onto the roof and it's a great silhouette where you're inside but it's sort of you're looking down on everybody and you can see Homer. It's sort of like the bat symbol but it's like on the inside. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote actually here that this is the anti-Batman. Yes. Um, <laughs> in, the Batman. In as much... Well, I was the line that sprung to mind was your entrance was good, his was worse. Yes. <laughs> Just to... I'm paraphrasing the line there, by the way, guys. I know that the yeah, actual yeah. line is your entrance was good, his was better. Falls in. It's the, the, the cracks and Homer's like, Ooh, there's nothing you can do about it. He's, he's yeah. committed now. <laughs> he falls well, in. when you're on glass, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, Once it starts to being crack, on ice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the most intense part of uh, Jurassic World when Julianne Moore is on the... Sorry, not Jurassic not World. Moore, Lost World. Yeah, yeah. I'm just on the fuck Jurassic Park 2, yes, Lost World. Now it makes when, sense. When <laughs> Julianne Moore is on the broken glass. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. As the thing's clip, tipping over the cliff's edge. It's probably the highlight of the movie. They all see him and it's the music you think Homer's going to get fucked up. It's a doom, 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 an intruder. But nope, Mo just throws him out. Mo's just got a good out. throw on him. He's pretty strong. Well, he bit. He would have tossed out drunks. Yeah, Mo's your go-to Barney, guy every night. Yeah, yeah. Homer then confronts Lenny and Carl at work, and a lot of us saw a lot of evil stuff in there. But I want and in. I want in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny then lets a cat out of the bag, and Homer asks to join, but he can't. And he tries to save Lenny by ruining his sandwich. This was a gag that I never quite understood. It's. it's- it's a, Is this just a so absurd, that's why it's funny kind of gag? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And this, I mean, family guy would later directly steal this with the chicken. Yes. Um, the chicken gag, they stretch it out to be like a five-minute fight scene. But um, but yeah, that's just one of those things. I don't know if the Egg Council, maybe in the time of the 90s, like eggs are one of those food products that have gone through, they're healthy, they're bad for you, they're healthy, they're bad for you. So maybe there was some sort of pro-egg propaganda floating around in the mid-90s yep. that we just don't remember about. Like, that that could possibly give us some yeah. context. How do you like your eggs? Almost any way that they come, to be honest. I've, I've never I've never, I've never, never met an egg I didn't like. If you go out, what would you prefer? If you had the, the choice, I'm, I'm a poached. See, I'm poached at home. If it was, like, on a... I love Eggs Benedict. If, if, yeah, Eggs Benedict's pretty delicious. If there's, like, a sauce or a creamy base involved, then I think poached is the way to go because, yep. yeah, egg yolk gets in there and mixes up with it. But if it's, like, a big breakfast, then I, like, with your sausages, hash browns, scrambled. bit of toast, I'm a scrambled man because you can divvy the egg up yeah, yeah, yeah. and mix it in with all the different bits I and pieces. I just love cutting open the poached one and just having it just ooze out everywhere. It's the yeah. best. Especially when I you tell you what a great way to have a poached egg is, particularly if you go... Flat frying pan, little bit of water, and you poach it by just sort of splashing the hot water on top of the egg really? rather than doing it in a pot. Yeah, yeah. So you get like this kind of wide base egg that's still got the poached top. I, I would put when that it comes, when it comes out. Oh, that's the best. I would put that in the middle of my toast. I would eat all of the white bits and cut around so I'd have like this perfect yolk, unbroken yolk circle. Yeah. And then the final bite would be just the yolk going in in one piece and bite in and just this explosion of oh. warm yolk in the mouth. It'd feel like a blister popping though, wouldn't it? But just taste delicious. But delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut back to the dinner table again. And this is actually where Homer says, why won't they let me in their crappy club for jerks? Yeah. Because Homer didn't know about the club before that. Yeah. Yep. And we get the fantastic flashback of the treehouse, the No Homer's the Club. The No Homer's Club. Yes. 
Hey, Billy! Hey, Joey! Come on in! There's plenty of room! Sorry, not you, Homer. Why not? But you let in Homer Glumplet. <laughs> it says no Homers. We're allowed to have one. Oh, I felt so left out. Kids can be so cruel. We can? Thanks, Mom. <laughs> it's actually in bed when they're having this discussion, yeah. Yeah, right. Because oh, that's right, they walk past the door and just yes, do that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That's a really funny joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Deliberate misinterpretation. Then we get the family dinner. And this is where Grandpa reveals that he's a member, but Homer's not listening to him. He's too busy winning. He has to say it about eight times. Yes, I'm, I'm a member. member. And then Bart actually says, "You might want remember those classes where we t- we learnt how to ignore Grandpa." Yeah, we should probably listen to him now. Yeah, and then <laughs> what a class that would be! How to ignore <laughs> old people. <laughs> uh, Homer's excited by this because now he's going to be able to get in. So he takes Grandpa straight down there. Yeah, fine, you can join. Just don't point that thing at me. <laughs> Discards of Grandpa. How would Grandpa get in but not Homer? Don't what, ask these do questions. Mean? Oh, how did Grandpa get in there in the first place? Yeah. Um, maybe the rules were different Possibly. 70 years ago. Well, Grandpa was a badass back in his day. Yeah, like surely surely part of the Hellfish sect yeah. got him into it. So Homer's now in a meeting place and he, he's like, come on, sign me up, sign me up. I want to be a part of it. We can't do it yet though because number one hasn't arrived. Lenny and Carl then mentioning all the rules and the, mm. the numbers and how... I think Lenny's higher than Carl, but they outrank Mr. Burns here. Yeah. And they kick him around. And great yeah. moment from Mr. Burns, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like it just it's typical it's so true of Mr. It's Burns. It's Burns, yeah. Like, I, I but I love that he understands the game. And yes. it he has to play the me, rules. Play by the game. Reminds me of Thirty Rock when Alec Baldwin starts in the mail room again. Like okay, he gets yeah, yeah, fired yeah. and he has to work his way from the ground up. Yeah. Because as much as he wants to be in charge, he understands corporate structure. Yes, so he's climb like, well, the ladder. I'm going to get there. Yes. Um, I think the great line in that is, I've been promoted three times today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. I've been promoted three times since nine o'clock. Number one then arrives, voiced by Patrick Stewart, as we said. So Mo explains to Homer that he's the, the chosen one. Yeah. Like, so he's the leader of this group. Oh, sorry, of this chapter. This chapter. The chapter's all over the world. Yeah. So is he virtually, he's the leader until they can find the one? I think that's what it is. It's like, yeah, he's in charge. He's, he's number one. Is but the yeah. prophecies say that there might be this all-round great leader. So he's Morpheus. Yes. And Homer is Neo. Yes. Yeah. Homer's initiation, the plunge of death, doesn't fall very far no. at first. Well, anyway. I mean, this is, it's basically a frat boy prank. You kind of feel with. sorry for Homer because he's genuinely terrified. Yeah. Like, have, you seen, uh, have you seen that video of guys doing that to someone um, telling him he's going bungee diving, bungee jumping? And he freaks the fuck out. Uh, well, he, but he's just on a pier. So they're like, you're going bungee jumping, you're going bungee jumping. They have him blindfolded. They no, walk him along this, this no, wooden pier. No. It's, a, it's like it's a shallow shallow dam, basically. Um, so they push him off. He thinks he's about to fall 30 feet, 40 feet, yeah. whatever it might be. He just falls face first in water. It's, it's really fucking funny. Okay. <laughs> that, that's basically <laughs> what this prank is. I haven't seen that one. I'll have to check it out. But the Homer falls through all the floors. And Homer here, I think I have to do it again. My blindfold <laughs> came off. <laughs> Then crossing the desert and the unblinking eye, and then the paddling of the swollen the ass. The paddling of the swollen ass. With paddles. <laughs> <laughs> then he has to swear by the parchment and gets in, does all the right things, and now let's all get drunk and play ping pong. There's a lot of really good f- um, setting up of what's to come in this. Structurally, mm-hmm. they plant the part, like they, they sow the seed of the parchment, yep. they sell number one as being a big deal, and they sell the fact that there is, uh, f- you know, foretold prophecy. All, all things that pay off later in the episode. Yep, yep. I didn't quite pick up what Mo says here. I never quite understood. Does he say we're already kind of heavy, you know? When it says right at the end, he goes, let's all play, get drunk and play ping pong. And Mo goes, you know, we're already we're already kind of heavy. He says, I swear he says heavy. Should I freaky act this just to... You should freaky yeah, act okay, it because that. it doesn't make sense that no. that's what he says. 
it's as everyone's walking off mm. to go get drunk and play ping pong. And then Mo's like, you know, probably not a good idea, that kind of tone. Because he's already kind of heavy, you know. What was the exact line before it? Now let's all get drunk and play ping pong. Cheering. Because he's already, already kind, already of, heavy, kind of, heavy, of heavy, you know. You know. What's the line before let's get drunk and play ping pong? Like, it must be some overlapping dialogue. That obscures a lot of knowledge and truth. Now let's all get drunk and play ping pong. Have split the rocks of ignorance that obscure the light of knowledge and truth. Let's, now let's all get drunk and play ping pong. Quick few episode. I think you should have to take a different oath. So when he's discussing the hair, the all but three hairs, and Mo says, I think you should take a different oath. Everyone takes the same oath. What's that? He's already kind of heavy, you know. So may my stomach become bloated. Ah, so they're so trying to a, say that the hair wasn't why he was... Well, it's it's all of those things, yeah, but that's that's one of them. Okay. Like, just that's just, one of the things he's picking I don't know, up. It just seems like it's a bit... Out of, it, not out of place, but I don't know. Like it's a little bit too late it in the conversation. Yeah, it, didn't, it doesn't sort of fit anymore. It's like, oh, okay, you're referencing that joke. Yeah, from like the timing of it isn't quite yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Another mystery cracked. Yes. <laughs> Come back from commercial and the plumber still will not fix the basement until... Homer does the secret handshake. I love that Homer's got the guide with him. Yep. How to be like how to shake like a stone cutter. Really? Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. Yes, yes. Even if I do it like this. Fixes it straight away. It's just turn something, fix the cat out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cat's been down there the whole time. Poor puss. I love the We now go through the first act again, but everything is working for Homer this time. So yeah, he's exactly. got stuck in traffic and all that kind yeah. of thing. He's got rollerblades. Yes. <laughs> to get to work. I will say that. The secret passage, it was really cool and you played Hit and Run now, right? Oh, I have played. You can it. actually drive through yeah, their cool. secret passage now and go through their their secret meeting place. I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah. Because I have not played enough of Hit and Run okay. to, to have got to that. Just little things like that that made the inner Simpsons geek just like, ooh, that's why I love this game. It's so like just little things like that. It yeah, it so much. Yeah. Everything about Springfield, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the rollerblades. Yes, they, they, they're still the same park, but they've given yeah. him rollerblades. They're still waiting to like assign a better park, obviously. And he's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could never rollerblade. I was never good at it. I could roller skate, but not yeah, rollerblade. Okay. So I never enjoyed roller skating, but rollerblading. So no roller skating, with. you felt like a loser. Yeah, like you've just. Frankly, it was for girls. Roller skating was for yes. girls. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't mean girls to Girls bikinis be... on Miami Beach. Yeah, like <laughs> I know in, in today's cross-generalization and all that sort of stuff that it, it doesn't feel very correct to say that one thing is for girls and one thing is for boys, but roller skating is for girls. It, and it kind of felt to me like it was riding a bike with training wheels. A little bit, yeah. You, all my mates are in roller blades. You couldn't take... Roller blades just sounds cool and you, looks better. You couldn't take a corner as dangerously on roller skates. I know. I, I had a pair of roller blades and I would try to roller blade, mm. but just... Never any good. Same with skateboarding. Just, yeah. I just couldn't do it. How much fun was watching the Mighty Ducks uh, oh, when they're all rollerblading around the um, the supermarket? The supermarket. The start of D2. Yeah. 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 Blowing their duck whistle. <laughs> <laughs> or in D3 when they're um, going through the park again on rollerblades and there's like fishing oh, lines yes. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I need to watch those movies again. Did they're you? not as good as you remember. That's the one issue with I the Mighty like, Ducks movies. I like the first one. I just love Emilio Estevez, Gordon Bombay. Yeah. But it's really bad. Yes. <laughs> like, like and I've, I've spoken about it this, on this before. I'm Gober the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> the only character that always pissed me off was the one with the glasses. The one that always tried to be funny. Oh, uh, uh, Abraham. Abraham, yeah. He just... Hey, better, 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 better. <laughs> so waiting, better. <laughs> Abraham, it's hockey. Yeah. There's no batter. Hey, golly, 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 golly. <laughs> hum, golly, golly, golly. <laughs> Sorry, how do we get here? I don't know. Oh, the Mighty Ducks. I don't know how we get the Mighty Ducks. How do we get Roll the Rollerblades? Yes. 
Homer goes, so Homer's now in work and he's got the nice chair and Lenny gives him, Lenny can give him the new number, not 911. Don't call that an emergency. 912. That's yes. a really funny joke, actually. Ah, you think it's going to be something <laughs> really different. Lisa doesn't believe the story, though. She's sceptical the entire episode, but she's the reason that Homer turns good. Mm. And he, 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 he fixes things, but then they don't want to be fixed. They want to remain broken and just be drunken fools. Yeah. So Homer explains that the, the real, this is how the signing of the Decl- uh, Declaration oh, of Independence right. really How went. it really went down. Yeah. Now let us party. Like to a 1799. Please, sir, you're destroying my establishment. We just created the greatest democracy on earth, you low-life commoner. You want to see how Davy Crockett really died at the Alamo? You must be 18. Marge then comes in and she says, you got a call from the you-know-who from the secret wink-wink. At the you-know-what, or from the you-know-what. Yeah. This and is, then it, follows it. You certainly are popular now that you're a stone cutter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many great jokes about it being just the worst kept secret in town. Yes, exactly right. I was, I knew that the song We Do was coming up because on the Simpsons CD, they play that little they bit of dialogue. They play that little intro yes, dialogue, song. yeah. Yep, yep, it's yep. like when you get a Tarantino soundtrack and they play a little bit of um, audio snippets. Yes, yep. Who's that stumbling around in the dark? <laughs> State your business or prepare to get winged. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorites of recent times. Then uh, we get the We Do song. Let's just play the song. Who controls the British crown? Who keeps the metric system down? We do. We do. Who leaves Atlantis off the maps? Who keeps the Martians under wraps? We do. We do. Who holds back the electric car? Of their sight, who rigged every Oscar night? We do, we do. Amazing. We've already discussed how great yeah. it is. Steve Guttenberg even gets an appearance. Yeah, <laughs> and it was the last time he was ever seen. Yeah, pretty much. Um, he always he'll always be the short circuit guy to me. I love how many Police Academy, I guess. I love how many things are political in this that are still political today. Well, when they wrote who this, holds back the electric car? Yes. Um, who controls the British Crown? All that sort of stuff. Basically, when they wrote this, apparently they were just trying to think of everything they hate. Yeah, and right. that's what the stonecutters control. So they hate the they hate um, the Martians. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hate Steve Guttenberg. <laughs> I love it though when they mention his name and he, he sort of blushes. Yeah. <laughs> because even he knows. Yeah. <laughs> now, this was going to be one of my trivia questions. What anniversary were they celebrating? Oh, um. And what food did they eat to celebrate at this dinner? Okay. Um, 63rd and grits. It was 1500th okay. anniversary and they wait, were wait. eating, celebrating, well, the eating of ribs. Ah, ribs are pretty delicious. No wonder he needed a napkin. That's why he needed a napkin for yeah. the sauce. Yeah, exactly. Homer then uses the parchment as a, a bib. I call it yeah, a bib. As a bib. That'll work. Yeah. Um, this is... A, or a napkin. Yeah. <laughs> this is a... Again, this is a really great way for Homer to get in trouble where... Yes. His intentions are to it, do the right yeah, thing. Yeah, he didn't He's mean just to. an ignorant boob. It's just a piece of paper. Yeah. yeah. He was really worried about the fact that he was going to look silly. You were embarrassed And he himself. ended up yep. making it worse. Yes. Even it's, when he's like banging, I, yeah. I learned my lesson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, this is classic Curb Enthusiasm Syndrome. Yes. Except no C-bombs. No C-bombs. Yeah. No JB Smooth. But <laughs> the point is, like, it's 
it's so much easier to be on Homer's side here because you just seem as not being yeah. deliberately bad. It's just it's just accidental. Yeah. Great Indiana Jones reference here. Burning the clothes and the, the ghouls. Oh, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then your favorite moment from the episode, the stone of shame. I think we, well, we've already played the clip. We already, so already played, played the again. Clip, so we don't <laughs> do it again. Um, <laughs> it's just so good every time. And the stonecutter underpants. And because he's walking out naked, they notice the mark. The mark. Yeah. Bit, the mark. And then they realize that he's the chosen one. Mm. They all bow down. Is the next bit the... They all go the, to the top of the hill for his initiation or whatever. Oh, the top of the hill. Yeah. Okay. That's what they say. Yeah. And then they come back and Homer's loving the fact... The next bit's when he's in charge, right? And they have He's the just dancing around. He's like... King Whoo! of something. It's, um, it's not the king and I... It's a parody of... Oh, a, yeah, he's, um, he's, what he's wearing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you. I'll look it up. The Last Emperor. The Last Emperor. Close enough to a king. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, it's the running through the curtains and all that sort of so stuff. He's just like a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... He, it's, that's what it was like when you built a cubby house in your bedroom with blankets covering the bed and you'd, you'd set up something in the corner so you'd attach it like that. You invited all the neighbourhood over to bow yeah. down before you... <laughs> <laughs> I love that kind of gag. Just in and out, yeah. in and out. It's, it's, oh, that's not really like the... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I just had a flashback to... Any time I've ever like building the cubby house and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Every Saturday morning, my sister and I were doing watching Rage. Would to- you celebrate like once it was finished? You'd be like, "How good is this?" And you didn't want to pull because, it apart. Mum's yeah. like, "All right, it's time for bed." And you're like, "Mum, this this is this is a thing of beauty." Yeah. <laughs> so I am very much if I'm at home, like the adult version of that is flat pack furniture, putting together a bookshelf or something like that. But what I can't help but celebrate it, a la Tom Hanks in Castaway. Like, once I put a bookshelf together, I'm like, look what I have created! <laughs> and it's, it's so much better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> After Homer has enjoyed making people bow and stand up and bow and stand up, he's then getting painted on the couch we mentioned earlier. He's just, mm. you, you think, he's painting him like a god, but he's just sitting on the couch doing nothing. I always wondered if there was a god, and now I know there is. He's me. He's me. <laughs> Lisa warns him though Should we just play this conversation Because yeah. it's hilarious Remove the girl Remember dad All glory is fleeting So Beware the Ides of March No Dad I know you think you're happy now But it's not gonna last forever Everything lasts forever Don't you see Getting what you want all the time Will ultimately leave you Unfulfilled and joyless Remove the girl Dad you're not with your stone cutters now There are no lackeys around To carry out your every Remove the girl. I love Bart coming <laughs> the in. The nod. He's so good. After he does it, the just nod. silent, silent acceptance and agreeance. Bart is like the perfect... Well, he's a st- he can be a stonecutter now. I wonder if there's an age limit though. Yeah. Well, not according to Lenny. No? Might be a bylaw, but I mean, he, sa- he doesn't oh, say... Oh, didn't mention it. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't say that you have to be over 18. So, Bart's technically a stonecutter maybe? Mm. Well, he knows he can he be one day. He certainly wants to be a right-hand man. Yes, and yeah. I mean, if you're son of the chosen one, that's going to put you in pretty good stead. Yeah. <laughs> Bart's got that. I love that side of Bart. It sort of started in Bart the Murderer, mm. where he's just he, he'd be he'd be perfect for the mafia. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like a little right hand man. This is where Homer starts to realize that being number one or the chosen one isn't as good as he thought it was going to be. Well, he always wins. It's like lo- having a cheat yeah. code in a video game, and it's like, well, I can't die now, so the the sense of excitement's gone because it's like, well, if I like, they can't hurt exactly. Me. Like it's a. It happened to me. Simpsons tapped out, right? Yeah. Okay. So the, the the game. Yeah, I'm aware of. I got it hacked. So that I would have unlimited donuts, but the game became boring then because there was no need to. You can just buy everything. I'm just like, well, I've got everything now. I don't have to do any of the tasks, and yeah. now I don't play the game anymore because it's like, well, I've got everything. Yeah, there's no nothing, no reason to play it anymore. Yeah, no, it's um, it, it is that thing that like I think part of part of life requires a struggle. Otherwise, like to to quote the great the philosopher, chase is better than to quote the great philosopher Nicholas Cage. <laughs> 
without defeat, you can't appreciate victory. That was quite good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see Mitch's face. The face that. for that? Yeah. And the arm? Yeah. <laughs> the arm was crucial. What's your favourite cage performance? Mm, Conair? Matchstick men. Okay. Just. He's, he's pretty great in matchstick men. What but a- favourite quotable cage performance? What about face off? It's just so damn ridiculous. I want to take his face. Yeah. Off. It's pretty good. Um, the Wicker Man. Mm. How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? <laughs> <laughs> enough, of, enough of Cage. Never. There is never <laughs> enough of Cage. Connor is pretty good as well because you know that he just wrote that southern element yeah. into the character himself. Yes, he just yeah, went, yeah. I want to do this accent. Yeah, just yeah. For this. And now Raising Arizona, throw that in there. because, like, he, But that's a genuinely good Cage role. When we're trying to... In- if you're asking me more for like what are the most enjoyable bad but good cages, then um, Conair is right the rock? up there. Yeah, the rock's pretty good. It's, uh, well, well, I'm Stanley Goodspeed. <laughs> <laughs> Homer is uh, tempting bowling, and they shoot down the pins. Uh, playing snooker, they've got the lever, so it's the jack, so the, all the balls go into yeah, the holes. Yeah, yeah, And playing cards. And- <laughs> it's like the castle. Yes. <laughs> Shot, Dale. <laughs> And the cards, and they're cheating. They're just showing Homer their cards. Just complete, yeah. And Homer's, woohoo, I win again. He's, yeah. he's bored with life now, basically. He's always winning. You know, I think you guys are letting me win. No! 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 I want you to be honest with me. I mean, I'm not perfect, right? Uh. Run. <laughs> Homer then goes to visit Lisa at school. My favorite moment, the skin up and bow. Yeah. <laughs> just, just so good. No words said. Um, he's now feeling quite isolated and we get the echo, which is a yeah. really cool effect. Lisa says, well, it's time you've got the power. Use it for good. Help the community yeah. a bit, you know. And Which is a nice mirroring of what Lisa does when she becomes beauty queen. Yes, that's true. She and gets a rare position of power. She so should have learned her lesson. Never help people. <laughs> Homer... <laughs> Uh, he says that well, he th- what he thinks is going to be good is getting a bunch of monkeys to reenact a civil war. Yeah, <laughs> he's not, he money well spent. Yes, he doesn't think that's stupid. To him, that's a good thing to do. Yeah, but he's an idiot. Homer then gives the speech to the people, so saying, "Let's help out others." Mo has some great lines here in this whole episode. Yeah. Mo's he's gone mad with power <laughs> <laughs> because he wants to help people. They go to the daycare. Mo in the slide. Yeah, another great moment from Mo. <laughs> Burns on the swing. Mo is a great patsy in this episode. Yes, because he is the embodiment of a, what a stone cutter would be. Yeah, and he, he does not like change. Just yeah, and then greed and how's this going to benefit me? Yes, yeah, exactly. Then they paint the building a beautiful sky blue. That's classic. All right, the building. <laughs> poof. Yeah, Homer is telling the family that this is a this is going to be a better world for all of us. I feel like I've really made an impact. We gotta kill him. <laughs> Settle down, Mo. <laughs> I feel like Mo must be like higher ranked. Possibly, because no one really ever pulls him up on anything. No, no. But you never see him influence any power over anyone either. He's the kind of person that would have started the Stonecutters. Like, started that part, that, that, uh, what's that? That chapter. The chapter. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the Jack's Teller. Yeah. Yeah, he would have gone off and investigated the, like, the fact that this group existed and then led some people together. Hey, wait a minute. We might as well face the truth. As long as we're Stonecutters, he will control our lives. Maybe. But maybe we don't want to be stone cutters no more. 
Silence. I now call to order the first meeting of the ancient mystic society of No Homers. Yay! Hey, fellas, can I join? Sorry, No Homers. <laughs> Homer is just left with his monkeys, all dressed Civil War veterans. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay anything to watch that happen. <laughs> well, basically, it's basically Planet of the Apes. He's just, um, he's just taken the... him from Mr. Burns' thousand typewriter monkey. Yeah, him. yeah. Just put it, put a little, um, put some grey coats on him, put and a funny hat send on him off to go. Yes. The family then arrive, and this is where we get like the nice touching moment to end the episode. Remember, you are a member of an exclusive club, the Simpson family. Yeah, yeah. And only two of them have special rings. They're, this gag always annoyed me. It's kind of funny, but it's just I don't know. Didn't need to be there. Okay. Where they blow the rings. We got, oh, yeah, yeah. It was just like, ugh. It, just, it was there just to have a gag. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just so it wasn't too mushy. And then Homer's initiation into the family again is the paddling. Which, coincidentally, is how you become a grinter. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. <laughs> it just marges, but that's enough. It's Lisa's turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, all in all, a fantastic episode. Not much more we can say about it. No, Not really. What did just, you learn from this episode, Dando? Because I think we forgot to now, do that last week. Now I know why Steve Gutenberg was in so many goddamn movies in the 80s. Yep, that'll do it. Um, certainly was through no talent. Uh, I learned that everything lasts forever. Jamil! Jamil is here! Ooh. Mailbag time. What have we got this week, Mitch? Uh, we've got, uh, from last week actually, a, a couple people reached out to us. I think some on Facebook, some on Twitter, some on mm-hmm. the emails. Yep. Uh, pointing out the joke Mount Lushmore that we didn't understand. Oh, uh, yes. So, explain this I, to I mean, Australia obviously we understood Mount Rushmore and that there was I, a play was, on that. Yeah, but I'm thinking Lush isn't a th- it doesn't mean anything. It's not a thing here, but Lush right. is an alcoholic drink. Yeah. Or was, at the very least, over in America. So, thank you very much to all of you guys It, it just means that to, to, to be drunk. Lush, apparently. Oh, is that what it is? It means, it means okay. to be drinking, to be, yeah. I'm quite lush. Yep. Okay. Uh, Richard Hanny um, didn't know what glad rap was, and I don't remember when we ever mentioned it. Yeah, because we're talking about um, reusing it. Someone, oh, someone reused for the tight people. Yeah. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So it's just cling wrap. I guess you could say the cling wrap. Cling film? Cling film. I think it's cling film in some the, people. The see-through version of aluminium foil, where it's doesn't feel like foil at all. It's just the seal. You seal your lunches with it. You wrap up sandwiches in it. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, David Coma has written in saying, guys, what are your favourite scenes? So, individual scenes, scenes within episodes rather than favourite episodes or favourite quotes. This is, I like this. It's this a little bit more expansive. Um, his are the April Fool's uh, beer can explosion, the rakes, American Apu, taking candy from a baby and protect the queen. Um, they don't necessarily come from his favourite episodes, but they're his favourite scenes by some distance. I will throw in the Indiana Jones um, parody. coin jar parody. Besides a parody, though, I was trying to think. Besides a parody, okay, that, yeah. that is great, though. Yeah, it is. It is well, yeah, well, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Besides that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's um, fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay, Homer faking his death with the dummy. That's great. Is yeah. a really brilliant moment, and it's most of my favourite scenes. Um, if I think in this context, probably are ones that kick off episodes. I like ones that really start with a bang. Yep. Um, I like the chili cook off. Yeah, the chili cook off is really great. Um, the setup to it, and then him being there. Yeah, yeah. it's because it's something Homer's genuinely good at. People are intimidated by him. Mister Thompson, yeah, is a really good. good scene. And what about the final scene? And you only moved twice where Homer was apologising because he has to leave, and and uh, Scorpio's not really listening. Hey, come on, we'll go bowling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a pretty good one as well. Like, well, it's certainly action. It's it's probably one of. 
know, as far as animators go, that's one of the most intense, uh, not intense, but that would be one of the more challenging scenes I've ever animated. The Homer and Lisa's scene at the end of Lisa's Substitute. Yeah. Yeah. For emotional impact. Yeah. Certainly. That's a really good also one. Also, like when uh, Herb is giving the family their presents, he takes Homer at the front and he's like, oh, Homer, damn put your chair. damn chair and just starts kissing him. Yeah. Ah, get away from me. Get away from me. <laughs> So there's a few, but guys, what are some of your favourite scenes, please? Yes. Um, Michael Lee, by the way, from Feel of uh, Flying, he's written in with an explanation of Lowenstein. Did you oh, yeah, I did read email? this. Yeah, yeah it okay. makes sense now. Yeah. So the uh, long and the short of it is there's a reference to the um, 1986 book, The Prince of Tides, which was turned into a movie starring Barbara Streisand and Nick Nolte. In the book, basically, Susan's uh, there's a character named Susan Lowenstein, a therapist's uh, Nick Nolte's character, I would assume, Wingo, by the way, Wingo, because mm. um, that's what you can call characters in books. Wingo eventually returns to his home, reunites, blah, blah, blah. He tells the reader that he finds himself whispering Susan's name as he drives through the night. Um, no doubt the movie... I like brackets. No doubt the movie adapted it nicely. I've just never seen it. <laughs> um, but that's where the Lowenstein, Lowenstein. came from. Yep. Um all right, that aside, Michael is wondering if there are any episodes of the show that we actively recoil against by now because we've seen them so often. So, for but, example... So, what does he mean? So we don't like want to watch them anymore? Yeah. Or? So, he says that he's seen scenes from a class struggle in Springfield. Oh, it's so, one of my favourites. So often that he can't actually stand oh, watching them I can never them get anymore. sick of it. I love that one. Um, are there any episodes, though, that you are sick of seeing on? Sick of seeing on... See, I don't watch The Simpsons on television much anymore, so mm. I can't really answer that. One's sick of... Hmm, I will say, and I know you're going to hate me for it because it was one of your top fives, I did get sick of seeing Radio Bart when it used to air on TV all the time. Radio Bart was when it got repeated quite a lot. and It, got, it was just at the point where it wasn't that I didn't like the episode, I was just sick of seeing it. Yeah, okay. It's a good episode, but I've, I've seen it too many times. I watched something different. Radio yeah. Bart was one for me. I'll be honest, I've not had that problem mostly because since we started doing the podcast I've stopped watching the show outside of watching Same, it I try to avoid it yeah yeah mostly because I don't want to ac- fall into that trap of watching something and then three weeks later having to watch it again I like being able to try to go in with as fresh yep. as eyes as possible so it's probably been well it's been at least two years since I've just sat down and watched The Simpsons um, well, and we don't get Super Simpsons Saturday or Sundays anymore what the fuck is Fox 8 thinking no, I have DVDs I can make them of there's just my th- own. there's something about you wait- still get a number back to back there was no, it's no, not no. like three hours of it or no, four. No, 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 no. You get one Simpsons, a Bob's Burgers, a Family Guy, a Futurama. No, no, American there Dad. are times through the week where I've seen back-to-back Simpsons. Oh, yeah, but there was just something about waking up on a Saturday morning and just knowing the Simpsons was always going to be mm. there. And they'd, they'd go back to the class because they, they, if they're not doing a, like a marathon or anything in, like that, yeah, they yeah. very rarely play the older episodes. It's like season five onwards. Okay. But if it's a... One and if it's a marathon, they'll go back to the start and play them all the way through. Yeah, I used to love it when it was Christmas morning, and they'd always play Simpsons throughout the day on, on Christmas Day. And yeah, they'd, yeah. they'd go back to the original because Simpsons roasting on an open fire was the Christmas episode. Hmm. They'd go through. I used to love waking up Christmas morning and watching The Simpsons. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's interesting on the subject of Christmas TV. I think we've spoken about the panel Christmas wrap that used to yep, be on Christmas yep. Day at six six thirty or something like that. Yep. I was listening to Tom Gleisner talk about it and his reason for putting that on was exactly why I loved the show and it was so perfect to hear that they did it f- for exactly the reason why I thought they were doing it and it was, he's like, you know, Christmas Day, by the time 6.30 comes full. around, the family's gone home, you're yep. full, you just want to turn on the TV and relax but there was never any good TV on. Yes. That was the only reason that they ever came in and did the panel Christmas wrap. I was yep. like, how fucking beautiful is that? Man, imagine they that brought they that they understood back. that there was this shit hot, dead time slot 
where families needed entertainment and they left their own to go in and provide it. Hey, CBS, you know what you should do when, now that you buy on Channel 10? Bring back the fucking panel. Ah. Imagine they brought back the panel and you could listen to it as a podcast as well. The panel podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. It'd be so... Like, that That was one of my... It is probably one of the shows that I miss the most because it's timeless. You could yeah. you could run that the show music, for 40 just, yeah. years um, and it would kill the project. But the thing is, would it survive... Would it be as highly rated now, do you think, as it was back then? Because back then, we didn't have podcasts. I don't know like if that. it was highly rated back then, to be do, honest. Do you think it, still it, be just, a- it didn't need to be highly rated. Yeah. It was an 8.30 or 9.30 time Nine, slot show. 9.30, I think, 9.30 yeah. in Australia on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday, It, it yeah. was hardly prime like, How do I remember TV. that? Yeah, 9.30 on a Wednesday. It was just an institution, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, it didn't need to be doing huge numbers. It was just it was just like inviting five you know friends why, in You know why house. I know? Because the Simpsons all news episodes moved from 7.30. They'd play the new one at 7.30 to 8.30. Then it was a, a repeat. And then it was the panel. That's how I remember it. What a brain. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Swan writes in, uh, firstly saying, um, continue to go off on tangents as often as possible. Yeah. He's also got a request for a Patreon review. Mm. He would like us to do the newest episode of season 29, The Surfsons. I heard it's a take on uh, Game of Thrones or something. Been yeah. good reviews. Gotcha. Okay. He said he thought it was a really different episode that wasn't all that bad. Um, it's one of the only non-Treehouse of Horror episodes that would have zero scenes take place in the real world. Yeah. So, it would be awesome to hear our perspective. Yeah, it's set in the Game of Thrones world, I believe. Don't quote me on it. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, I'm, I'm happy to give that a crack. Yeah. I like um, diving in and checking out what they're up to these days. I love that they haven't... Uh, this season, they didn't try and use something... To try and exploit something to get you to watch. So there was which character of the show is going to die? Marge and Homer they're going to get divorced. That was last season's premiere. Yeah, hook. yeah. There's yeah. always been a hook for the last few. This year's it's just like nope. This is season twenty nine. Enjoy it. We're just going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then there was the one before it. Sideshow Bob finally kills Bart. That was one of them as well. Yeah, that one for the Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, that one but I think me. the Treehouse of Horror was the first episode of the season, though. I think that no, year. I don't think it was. It was wasn't a, it? It was okay. the same. It was the second one. It was straight after Homer having an affair. Oh, same. Okay, yeah. So that was last year, was it? Oh, sorry, no, it wasn't straight after because it was Halloween of Horror, but it was it was season twenty eight. Okay, they did like Homer has an affair, Halloween of Horror, and then the Halloween episode. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was how that worked. Neil Thompson writes in. Um, this will. This may as well wrap the mailbag up. Mm-hmm. Um, g'day, Dando Mitch. Thank you for reading my previous email, uh, Whole City of Culture, on the podcast. Have you ever had a time... Well, I mean, we have. So, this is... Before I even phrase the question, this is more just to say this is an example of um, this happening for Neil. A time where no matter how... Ma- after how many viewings of an episode, you come across a joke that you have either seen a different meaning or interpreted in a different way before. He recently had it watching Secrets of a Successful Marriage when Homer, uh, when Marge kicks Homer out when he nonchalantly tells Flanders, ah, uh, Marge is throwing me out for blabbing her about her elbow thing. Now... <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I, I love points the, to the elbow. Yeah, the action. <laughs> well, points and does the bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... Previously, I'd always thought that this was because uh, that uh, this was Marge overreacting to Homer saying this because even though Homer had told Flanders about it, Flanders wouldn't know that this was a sexual thing between Homer and Marge unless Homer did whatever it is that he does to Marge's elbow and had such a wild night of passion as a result that he's then gone and told the first person he sees the next day, whether that's his best friend, a colleague, the mailman, or even his enemy neighbour, in which case Flanders fully understands what Homer means when talking about Marge's elbow thing. Which is not a bad way to interpret mm. that um, as a moment. It takes a little... Well, it doesn't actually take any of the joke out of it. And it just adds an extra layer of dickishness to Homer yeah. if you want to look at it that way. <laughs> Homer's just a straight up dick in that episode though. Pretty but much. It, but the thing is, like we keep, we keep saying, he wasn't meaning to. But the problem is with Homer is that when people are telling him that he's doing the wrong thing, mm. he still doesn't stop a lot of the time. 
and particularly in that episode, Marge keeps saying, stop doing this, stop doing this. But the thrill of feeling important to his classmates overrides what Marge's feelings. Yeah. Um, I will just say it was season 27 when Bob killed... Oh, was that 27? Yeah, so we've All missed right. the entire season. My apologies. And it was the fifth episode. <laughs> okay. And Halloween of Horror was episode four. Yeah, continue. Oh, but... Oh, okay. But So I was the right season in the wrong order. So you said season 28. Okay. Season 27. So it was two seasons ago. Yeah. But like we've missed... What happened to season what, 28? What was the opening of season 27 though? Was the, that Homer the, having the... Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so I was in the right, right season. I had the right sequence, just the wrong yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll end the episode... Sorry, I'll end the mailbag instead with this one from Andrew Mock that mm-hmm. I um, had forgotten existed. This is a My Two Cents and I, I, you know how much I love the My Two Cents story. My Two Cents. Uh, Andrew wrote in a few months ago with a story about a Simpsons reference from a kid that he teaches, uh, but he's now got a My Two Cents story from the same school. One of the teachers, who shall remain nameless, brings every device he owns into work to charge from his enormous power board under his desk because, and I quote, it's their electricity, not mine. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, that's pretty goddamn good. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I just, I'm picturing him like uh, um, Duracell batteries or like rechargeable energizer batteries. Um, I don't know. What else can you recharge? Shaving kits. Um, Ryobi batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Got a chainsaw hooked up at like an electric, tra- uh, sorry, a battery operated chainsaw just I, in the I, corner. I take things, I charged my camera at work last week. I was okay. like, fuck it. I, need, I want it charged. Mm. I'm just going to take it away. I want to use it at work. Yeah. I've charged my laptop at work when I've known that I'm coming here. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, I don't want to leave it on charge all night. Mm. But, you know, that's not so much about cheapness as it's just about convenience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's. Using something to your advantage. Yeah. It's not cheapness at all. Okay, can I end the episode on a not-so-nice... Like, I'm going to tell a story about poo. Not poo itself, but, like, the best type of poo that you can help have. when I have to do one either. Okay, well... <laughs> <continue>. Apologies. <laughs> it's, is this going to be like when you need to pee and yeah, you need yeah. water running? Hit, yeah. My friend Greeny and I have long held the belief that the very best poo that you can have is on a train because... You could say, like, particularly if it's not an overly this busy is, train. Listeners are just like, this has just come from nowhere. It has. Story. But it, <laughs> I'm working towards it because it, it's, it's about using your environment to your advantage. Right. Normally, when you have a poo, that's dead time. Maybe you've got a book or something to read. Like Candy Crush. But you go in at five o'clock, you come out at 5.45. <laughs> and, and, but, you know, that time's gone. And like maybe you've played a game or whatever, but you walk out. Oh, I could have actually been doing something with that. You could be reading Homer's Odyssey. You poo on a train. By the time you're done, you've gotten somewhere. Like yeah. you've accomplished travel in the time that you were pooing. Yeah. I guarantee so it. What's, Next time, so what about pooing on a plane? Yeah, I, uh, on a plane you don't have on a, a plane. You also get the satisfaction of the. No, that's terrifying. That's scary, isn't Lose it? Lose your bowels. Um, <laughs> on a plane, you don't have the same tangible sense because on a train, you can walk out, look out the window, and you see a different landscape. Whereas on a plane, you walk, look out, you're still seeing a cloud. Yeah. So, train is the most... Train is the most edifying. Um, second to that would be backseat of a car, but that's a little bit messier, and the other passengers aren't going to be quite as happy I have it. never pooed on a train. I'm going to have to try it. Yeah, no. You, I, please do. Next time can you get a chance. you drop me off at the train station? <laughs> if we must. <laughs> Um, so did you? Did you just felt the need to have to tell that story? Did you on the podcast? Yep. <laughs> if you could come up with a better way to end the episode, I'd Mail like to hear it. What is your favourite place to take a poo? Where's the best place you've pooed? <laughs> We're gonna get some rippers. <laughs> I would hope so. Yes, rippers about rippers. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our review of Home of the Great. Hope you enjoyed it. Is anyone having a poo right now?
Is anyone listening that to would us be amazing. whilst on the toilet? Don't be embarrassed. No. There's nothing embarrassing about a poo. It's just a bodily function. Yeah. Happens, at l- well, you know, for most people once a day. One of my favourite Eddie Murphy things is when he's doing Richard Pryor during Raw, talking about taking a shit. One of your favourite Eddie Murphy things is when he's talking about how childish his acts used to be. Yeah, yeah. It just, that says a lot. <laughs> no, 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 but he's, he's saying it's Richard Pryor jokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounded like Richard Pryor jokes. <laughs> Next week's episode, we are going to be reviewing And Maggie Makes Three, one of Ooh. the best endings of all time. Yeah. Do it for her. Yeah, I, and um, playing the boss's head like a bunker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Burns just takes it. Literally setting fire to his he's, bridge. Mr. Burns is so angry. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's just physically powerless yeah. to stop it. It's brilliant. <laughs> kind of being tickle tortured. There's nothing you can do. A little bit, except you involuntarily laugh when you're being yeah, tickle tortured. Yeah. Burns is just silently hating it. Yes. It's brilliant. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? We do. We do. <laughs> <laughs>